Hello and welcome back to Much Job Rugby, where we talk about everything rugby. We are doing another recorded video as well as audio today, so if you're watching on YouTube, welcome to our beautiful faces. Uh, today we have a couple of things to run through, specifically we have a post from Ultimate Rugby which is going to be uh, very interesting to talk about. Also we have news on the Champions Cup and Challenge Cup matches which are taking place tomorrow at the time of recording, so it's going to be interesting to talk through them. I think we will start off by saying though that we are sorry it's been a bit of a delay between now and the previous episode. We were in fact on holiday in Wales having a lovely time, social distance of course from all the locals there. So. Yeah, we had a lovely time and we're back now, so that's all that matters. All right, so shall we kick things off with the Ultimate Rugby post, Maxin? Thank you so much. So yeah, no, I was just flicking through Ultimate Rugby, uh, as you do, um, and found an extremely interesting post, or, well, yeah, fairly interesting post. Um, start one, bench one, drop one. Um, it's New Zealand rugby players, specifically full backs, I assume, or back three. Um, and we're going to decide who our start one, bench one, drop one is, and then do a few of our own as well for a bit of fun as well. So let's do the ultimate rugby one first. So Will Jordan, Jordy Barrett, Damian McKenzie, start one, bench one, drop one. What are our thoughts? Start Jordy. Start Jordy. Yeah. Bench Jill Warden, drop Damian McKenzie. I just think I just think you have to take the most informed player from the most informed club. So why would you not start Will Jordan? He's he's absolutely world class already, and he hasn't even played for the All Blacks there. Yeah, he's insane. He's incredibly good. Jordan's got that kicking ability, mate. Has has Damian McKenzie been? Was he playing badly, or was he just playing in a terrible? Terrible Chiefs team. Terrible. No, Damien McKenzie played well. Okay. Well, he played well, well but Jill Warden was probably like. <laughs> Jill Way Warden. better. Say it so casually. <laughs> yeah, he was probably like the top performer in the whole of Super Rugby, but he still can't start. He still can't start, though, really, can he? Why not? Well, because he doesn't have the experience. Based on current form, though. Are we basing this on current form or are we basing this on the. We're, base, we're basing on this on the. Actual... Who would you. Pick, yeah. Who would you actually pick for the All Blacks to like a- Who'd I actually, actually play? pick? Yeah. Well, I would actually pick Will Jordan. Sorry, oh. Oh. <laughs> it's not. I really don't think it's that controversial. Oh. <laughs> I really don't think it's that bad because honestly, like he is like you like you just said it, the top performing fullback slash winger mm. of the Super Rugby. He got the most meters. I'm pretty sure. And scored a ton of tries on top of that. So mm-hmm. how can you not take him based on based on current form, which is usually what the All Blacks is picked on anyway. So for example, mm-hmm. Rico Yuani played ridiculously well in his first few games for the Blues when he first started out his professional career, and immediately got selected for the All Blacks and pretty much started his first game. I'm pretty sure. But Ed, I think the difference between Rico Yuani and, and Jill Warden is. Rico Yuani had already played like a large amount of international rugby in sevens. Jill Wooden, he he has he ever played for the All Blacks? No. Yeah, under under he's played for like under twenty ones. Yeah, sure. under twenty ones, but like it's, it's different, right? Doesn't so matter. You're literally playing with half the All Black squad in the Crusaders. Yeah, true. I think he could start as well because because there's no crowds as well. He probably won't even get <coughs> flustered with it if he if he would. Um, I think Jordy, I would actually Jordy's personally, boss. I'd personally pick Geordie. 
and bench Jill Warden. Jordy's class. Yeah, I think Jordy was probably he played. He was so sick, like he was tearing it up. Everyone's like, "Yeah, Jordy's better than Bowden now." Jordy's <laughs> like, way better. Um, all right, so come. Do are we therefore agreed on uh, our Jordy no. is our star? <laughs> No, because so because annoying. the only reason I don't like Jordy is because Mal likes him so much and you <laughs> like him so much. Yeah, I just want to spite you guys. Mate, I think, I think yeah. No, genuinely, based on based, I think we can safely say that you drop Damian McKenzie. Based, I think it's to do with club performance as a whole or team performance as a whole. And because the Chiefs hasn't haven't been performing that well, it doesn't mean that Damian McKenzie shouldn't still make the All Black squad. But if I'm picking my match day squad. Like, do do I pick the guy that's played for the Crusaders who have absolutely torn up and the guy that's played for the Canes who ended up having a really good vein of form towards the end of the Super Rugby Aotearoa? Or do I pick the guy who played for the team that didn't win a match? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a pretty good problem to have, right? Like, imagine, imagine you're dropping Damian McKenzie. <laughs> it's actually outrageous. Yeah, I know. Well, England have kind of had the same problem, don't they, with, um, with their wing and fullback situations. Really, yeah, true. Well, that leads on nicely, actually, to our own. Well, let's just finalize. Based on our vote, we've got Geordie starting and Jill Warden on the bench. So let's just let's leave it at that, Ed. Um, so we've made our own. I think they're both English Premiership ones. Our own English Premiership start one, bench one, drop ones. Now, first one is mine, and it's based on form um, back three players. So that's wingers and fullbacks, uh, not necessarily English, as you'll see. So, my start one, bench one, drop one is first, the very own, much to do about rugby's first special guest, Roy McConaughey. Wow! Rosie! Rosie! Rosie. I'm really, I'm writing down in massive letters on my page. (laughs) Rosie! Rosie. (laughs) Mr. Roy McConaughey, who, as we all know, is absolutely tearing up in the. I uh, start, Rosie. At the moment. I start him. Okay. Yeah, I start, uh, start Rodzi, drop everyone else, <laughs> and the whole. I haven't even said <laughs> the rest of the people. Okay, right. Let's give it a fair shout. Uh, so second, we have Ollie Thorley, also in a rich vein of form, um, playing fantastically well. <laughs> uh, don't get triggered. Third, we've got uh, Mr. Lou Reese Zamet. Too boring. Lost the I thought we agreed not to talk about him since he wouldn't come on the podcast. <laughs> A we messaged him. We messaged him twice, and he still wouldn't come on. He and was I met him like, person. <laughs> and I'm him in person. Yeah, you literally asked him in person, and literally every now and again, you just see his stories on Instagram and stuff, and he's like playing Warzone or something. Yeah. It's nice to have some downtime, but do you really think having a conversation with us is really that work? Is it work? Massively improve his um, what's this called? His uh, interview skills. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him in an interview, to be fair. But he did, he was on a pod the other day, wasn't he? Or something, something or other, with yeah. uh, someone. Because Matt, you highlighted it that he actually went on a different podcast yeah. with was Shane it, Williams. Was it Shane Williams? Yeah. yeah. And we were like, why would he choose that over over us? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. Surely it just not. Just does not make sense to we're me. We're definitely more famous than Shane Williams. Anyhow. All right, so are we are we starting Rosie? In all seriousness, yeah, I'd actually, actually I'd start? actually start Rosie. Like, not even like he's actually the best player there. Okay, he he is he is Mate, the most informed winger. To a Lange. he's the From most informed. Yeah, <laughs> he's the most informed winger. Try to jump his back. Like bounced off him, like whoa. from behind. Yeah, literally, he was running away from him, still bounced him. 
How is that even possible? How is that even possible? <laughs> because of the D's, the best in the Prem, that's why. No, we've spoken about Rory before. <laughs> Mr. McConaughey has been the inform winger in the Premiership now for the last... Five since weeks. lockdown, since lockdown, yeah, and he scored. He scored tries for fun. I'm pretty sure he scored as many, if not more, tries than he has played games. Yeah, he's got six, incredible. six tries in five games. I'm pretty yeah, sure. He's doing incredible. Comparing, well. but but the the point is about this game that we're playing now. Is that you have to compare compare him to the other two players. So when you look at Louis Zamet, well, he's definitely dropped because he didn't come <laughs> on the pod. But at the same time, Louis Zamet had a really good good piece of form before lockdown but hasn't really performed you know, he scored a try the other day didn't he but he hasn't really properly performed I think maybe moving to fullback might have affected him a little bit maybe he's not as involved in that try scoring aspect of the game maybe just more of more of a reliable player at fullback and mm-hmm. Ollie Thorny he scored a hat-trick the other day and is obviously still playing really well mm-hmm. and I've said before he uh, he does look very dangerous with ball in hand but then just Rosie, isn't it? You take Rosie every day. Rosie, well, I'd start Rosie and bench Rosie. What I don't Rosie. get about Ollie Thorley is, I don't know why he he's been a form winger in the Prem for a few seasons now, but he just doesn't. He tries you know on me? that dank though, mate. He had a little bit he just of a, runs he, them in. Yeah, but he had a little bit of a look in for for England, but nothing. He he wasn't like really. He didn't really get primed in that in the England squad, but then like. No, no one gasses him up that much, although he's a top try scorer in the Prem. But then, if you looked at something similar, if something like that happened in Super Rugby, it'd be like instant so much gas, like they're getting in the All Black squad or like they're in the Aussie squad. Yeah, it's like Shannon Frizzell. He yeah. scored a ton of tries and was like the top performing. And you guys didn't even choose him as your <laughs> board of the year. But did you get what but I mean? Like, why does that not happen in the Prem? Because England is more set in stone. Eddie Jones likes the players he likes. And. I think some players he's willing to overlook, overlook. It's the same with Danny Cipriani. He like just because obviously Danny Cipriani is a really talented player, and I actually saw a post about him today saying that he played really badly on the weekend. Obviously, Quinns Quinns won, and Danny Cipriani basically had a pretty pretty shocking game. Didn't chucked a couple of miss miss passes that went straight into Quinn's hands, and Joe March and ran them in. But um, I just think Eddie Jones is kind of different. Like he doesn't really properly give players that chance unless they are really really truly proving themselves so for example Tom Curry he really has proved himself as one of the top players in the premiership and he and he was before he even joined the, the England squad everyone was gassing out the Curry brothers and um but I don't think he was I'd actually argue that he wasn't really yeah like he didn't, he didn't play like an enormous amount of sale and sale before he got into England squad. Were not a very good side at all. Like even though they had Faf and people, they were playing terrible. Okay, okay. Well, let me play, let me phrase it differently then. Eddie Jones has his eye on some players for a long, long time, and he it's the same with someone like Marcus Smith. Eddie Jones would be constantly watching Marcus Smith and not because Marcus Smith apparently Eddie Jones was like watching him when he was at schoolboy level. Yeah. Like he just had his eye on him, so I think Eddie Jones has that kind of players in mind the whole time, but doesn't necessarily look as closely at the players that are actually hitting really good veins of form. Maybe it's like this idea that he thinks that they're just in a good vein of form and it will come and it will pass, rather than these players are actually good 
or setting a standard the whole time, like the Farrells, like the Vunapolas, and they're solidly really, really good. And obviously, they're much more experienced players than the players that we're talking about, uh, which are many, many more England, England caps than like Ollie thought he will ever will ever see. I mean, Ollie thought he hasn't even got one yet. So it's kind of different in that sense. But I still think I go back to what I was saying before about Rosie a few episodes back about Rosie and Ollie Thorley, I was literally saying that I was worried that, because England had an injury to Jack Noel during the World Cup, I was worried that Rory wouldn't get in because of someone like Ollie Thorley. And do you not think that it was kind of a bit nip and tuck between them as, a, as to who was going to get that place in the squad? And it was a, almost like a bit of a lottery as to the winger that was going to get chosen. Yeah, but let, let's be honest, like Ollie Thorley was... At that stage, he was probably more in, he was in better form than Rosie, so it clearly it's wasn't based on form. Play. I bet I reckon Eddie Jones probably has like a vision of what he wants the England side to play like, and some players probably just don't fit that. Probably like, like Cipriani and stuff who just don't get picked. It's probably yeah. just like something to do like that. He has a style that he likes to play or he wants the team to play, and obviously if a player doesn't doesn't fit that mould. It's probably because obviously you want if they're not in, fit in the mold, then the team's not going to gel together that mm. well. So you've probably got a vision yeah. in mind, and some players make it, and some players don't. Mm. But I don't get what's wrong with Ollie Thorley. Like, I'm, I'm, there's I'm, nothing. There's nothing wrong with him. Like versus Johnny versus He's Johnny May, like that. Him and Johnny May are really really similar. Like Johnny May's a little so. bit. I don't think so. No, I think Ollie Thorley. Ollie Thorley's like a Brutus. He boshes people and Mate, stuff. And Johnny May's just a gas big. man. He's not that big. Have you seen him play? Have you yes. ever seen him play? Yes, I've seen him play loads and loads of times. He's absolutely rapid. Well, I don't get triggered, mate. <laughs> no, I'm fine. just saying. Yeah, yeah, he's rapid, yeah, but he's still, like, much, much bulkier than Johnny May, I'd say. Yeah, f- okay, fine. They're not the exact same dimensions, but what I'm saying is he clearly scored, he scores, he scores more tries than Johnny May, for starters. I'm not triggered. I'm just trying <laughs> to express my point. It's annoying. All right, continue then, continue then. We're listening. Ah, mate, it's fine, don't worry. We'll move on. No, no, I'm interested. I'm actually interested. So, so yeah, they're similar players. They're similar players. I'm just saying, like, Ollie Thorley, he scores more tries than Johnny May. He's probably better defensively. As you say, Ed, he's bigger than than Johnny May. Defensively, he's probably better. He's not that much worse under the high ball. I disagree. Johnny May's really good defensively. Okay, well, maybe I shouldn't... Comparing to Johnny May, because you absolutely bum Johnny May. <laughs> he right. is he is one of the best players in the world. But I'm so. saying, okay, for example, like I don't know, like he's probably better than he's probably a better player than Rosie all round. Like, let's be oh. perfectly honest. Thorley. Yes, mate. He's been he's been tearing up on the Prem for literally three seasons in a row. Ros has been tearing up for two seasons in a row. But he didn't even tear it up last season. No, he played really well. All I'm saying is, I don't understand. I'd be really intrigued to know why Oli Thorley doesn't get Rosie ha- What Rosie has that I think Thorley doesn't is Rosie can beat players one on one better than Thorley. 100%. Incorrect. It's true. That it's no, true. That's 100%. I think, I think, think Thorley has a tendency to just run head on and, and, and try and bounce people essentially, which is why I've got this idea in my brain that he's bulkier and he's bigger and he tries to run at people. Whereas Rosie. He's he's not as big. I mean, he's Ros is still a big guy. Let's 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 not get it wrong. But he probably wouldn't try and do that. Like he can beat someone on the outside. He's he's got a little bit more of a step on him probably than Thorley does. Do you not think? Ridiculously yeah, good handle. I don't know though. I guess thought yeah, Thorley's probably bigger, but like even so, I just think all round all round play like based on form over the last three years. Like 
as you said yourself, like he look, Eddie Jones probably looks for people with consistent form. While Oli Thorley's probably one of the most consistent, consistently form wingers in the Prem over the last five years. So like it's kind of like that's why it just confuses me so much as to why they wouldn't pick someone like that because he's clearly so okay, solid. Okay, okay. Other than the fact that just doesn't like him. Other than the fact that Gloucester clearly like haven't like actually won stuff. That's the only reason I could think like. Well, I've got another point that I could make, which is that England have a plethora of other proven international class wingers, such as Jack Knoll, Anthony Watson, Elliot Daly sometimes plays on the wing. You've got a, a horrendous amount of talent in that one position. And in order for... Do you really think Oli Thordy's going to... Would you take Oli Thordy over any of them? Really doesn't stand out. really doesn't them, stand but out. Over, for example, um, Joe Cock and the Singer. When Joe Cook and the singer yeah. was first picked, he he basically he basically hardly played in the prem. And yeah, then he's mental. He's he's a better player. He's he's just a better player than Oli Thorley. He, I, but like if you okay if Joe Cook and the singer and scored, then he made the step up. He made the step up to the England team and he scored yeah, yeah. a try and, or whatever. Not one game, right? But like what I'm saying is if if he'd like you could say the same thing that you're saying about Oli Thorley about loads of players if they hadn't been selected for England. For example, like if Johnny May hadn't never been selected for England, you could still say like, "Oh, he like he doesn't fit the mold. He's not big enough. Like he's okay, he's okay. not this. He's well, not that." Yeah, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Do you know it. what but, I but, mean? Yeah, I kn- I do understand what you mean. But the thing is, is that those players do play for England, and they do have that pedigree, and they've proven themselves to be consistent on an international stage. Maybe Eddie Jones. Look, we're not here to tell Eddie Jones what who he can and can't pick. Yeah, we are. He picks who he wants. <laughs> But like he has to pick Rodri. You know, we 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 love we love it that he picks Rodri over Oli Thorley. But at the end of the day, obviously he just doesn't see Thorley and his plans for the England squad, which is fine by me because we have so many other good wingers that it doesn't really matter, Rosa included. Yeah, obviously it's fine, but it's just like I'm just interested. So right, I'd I'd wanna know why he's selecting those people. Why? Why why did he select? Why did he select Rosie? Mess him and ask Matthew. Like, if he doesn't DM select Rosie now, it's stupid. Because like he selected, oh, yeah. he selected he Rosie when Rosie basically hardly played at all. He loves Rosie, mate. Which is insane. Yeah. Anyhow, should we move on to your start one, drop one, bench one, Ed? Yeah, I've, I've got one. It's it's a little bit more. I think it's, it's it could be even closer than than your ones. So obviously, we said that we weren't doing just English people. So I've got two Englishmen. And another bloke. Mm-hmm. So I've got Jack Willis from Wasps, Ben Earl from Bristol, and Jake Pelletri from Gloucester. Oh. What do we think of that? Start one, bench one, drop one. Mm. Mal, do you want to go first? Start Jack Willis, because he is dank. He is so dank. Mm. He is so, so dank. I think we could <laughs> genuinely all say different. A, diff, a complete different three year. You would Jack know. Willis is sick, mate. He is Over Ben sick. Earl. Mate, he's sick. Jack Willis is sick. Depends what kind of. It depends what. It depends what. If you want to try scoring back row, then yeah, Ben Earl. But if you want someone who's going to get a shit ton of turnovers. Yeah, which you know Ben got... Earl does. No, but nowhere near. Can we get some stats on that, please? I've got some stats on that. Jack Willis, yeah. leading turnover, 42. Second best. Some dweeb, 19. So Jack Willis has 41. Blair check, Cowan check has... Blair, I'm telling you. Jack Willis has 41. Blair Cowan has 19. Ben L has 18. Mate, that's literally over double. 
It's twice yeah. as good a tone. Yeah, that's quite a lot. That is that's quite a horrendous. Lot it is quite a lot. But that being said, I that's think outrageous, Benna, mate. I think Benno all around is better. Yeah, that's what I say. It depends what kind of back row player you want. I'm talking about an all round complete back row player. Yeah, I. One hundred percent. I probably pick Benno. Yeah, a bit Benno. Then you're talking about an all rounder, but. But also, it's not just about like well, you've got when you look at stats like turnovers, for example, it's like. Uh, he'll like Jack Willis will be told to go for go for a shit ton of turnovers, and it also depends on like what your team's like tactics are. For example, like for ex- like for example that um like uh, Jack Willis is basically what? the only one in that Wasbat row that makes turnovers realistically. Like, Who else do they have? They play Brad Shields and the I other believe. Willis, Marcus, Marcus. Is it Marcus Willis? Yeah, I think Maybe. so. And also, what's is it like Nizam Carr? As well. Is he still there? I, I haven't seen him play in ages. To be fair, I don't I know. He He's quite though. good though. He's quite good. Yeah, but like I, th- I, I agree. obviously it's so impressive that, but like you've got to also consider other things as well. I mean, he's to be fair, he's also scored quite a few tries. But to start, and also if I was selecting an international side, I'd definitely select Benel. Like he's, yeah, definitely. I'd even consider Jake Pledgey to be honest. Like, I, I was I was watching the highlights of him against um, Quinns this weekend. Obviously, they lost. Yeah. But like, but he stand out. Mate, he stand out. He was incredible. Uh, it just the highlights. It was like every single highlight was unpaletry. Like literally, like break <laughs> the line. Maybe. Quinn's so who would you pick, Mackie? Who would I pick? Uh, so I would. Um, I I think I'd actually. Oh, it's so tough, isn't it? It's tough. Yeah, I'd stop Benno, and I would. Bench Paledri. Oh. <laughs> the thing is, the amount the amount that we the, the amount that I'm having to think about this is actually stupid. I'm really, really struggling, not gonna lie. I, I mean I designed this 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 one <laughs> and I can't even choose between them. Mal, what are you going for? So we've got Matt Start Jack Willis. Your same Ben. Burl and drop Paledri. Mm. Should I sh- should Do I go for a start, Jake Pelletri? <laughs> <laughs> Drop Bell. No, nah, no, nah, you got to bend. You, Bell has to be in there. Come on, he's the best out of those three, let's be honest. The like, thing is... Let's be real. Wait, what, what, what? So, so Mackie, you benched Jake. Yeah, because of his and, impact, I think. Like, and, I feel like and he... Mal, no, you, Bell's you, you, you Bell's started, you started Jack. Yeah. You started Jack, benched Ben. Yeah, now because Mal, Mal, Benel's the most complete back row out of those three. Jake Pelleggi's more like his impact is insane. Like he's he's an absolute mutant. Also for the fact that he's more of an eight than the other two. I'm gonna start uh, Ben. Put... Yeah, Jack Willis is yes, not an eight. Cage, yes, Ed. What's Cheese always? What's Cheese always Bench Jack because I like English people. Uh, <laughs> okay. But who did Cheese always? And I'm gonna start? drop Jake. Cheese always started Burl. Oh. He's dropping Jake. I also like the fact that he already plays for England, and I think he's proven already. Yeah. It's the same reason. It's the same reason. It's the same reason why I would go for Bozza over Thorley. Mm. Do you want to know the annoying thing about Jake Pelletri? Is he's he's actually English. Yeah, but he's, he's <laughs> Italian heritage, isn't he? <laughs> so annoying. Have you had an Would he? Would he even? Okay, go. So I, when I was writing this list of three, I thought about the current England 
back row, and I thought about um, Ben, Cur- uh, Tom, Tom Curry, and what's his face, Sam Under Underhill. Skink. Under skiing. How close are these guys to those two? Tom Curry, not at all. Tom Curry, dang. Oh, I was about, to, I was about, oh, I was, I was about to say because I phrased the question like, how close are these guys? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they're not close. There, Tom Curry's not close yeah, at all. Not, they're, they're not. Yeah, Tom Curry. He's, he's, you said he's, Tom Curry's not close, but yeah, he's, he's, he's way far beyond. He's far beyond. <laughs> yeah, I was getting confused there. Sorry. I'd, I I've actually not been impressed at all about how Tom Curry's been playing the prem. If I'm perfectly <laughs> honest. That being said, I do think he's better than these guys. I think Ben Earl's closest behind him. Um, but I, I, I worry for I worry for Ben Earl like his England career in the next like three or four years just purely based on Tom Curry because like like under I don't know Tom Curry's also I didn't realise how big Tom Curry was he's an absolute beast he's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a unit um, I don't know I, th- I, d- I think Ben Al's not too far off but like Pelagio and Jack Willis I feel like are quite a while away from, from Tom Curry in particular Sam Underhill I think is a different story I'd actually put I'd put Ben Al on par with Sam Underhill obviously so different and I not feel like it's different. It's different. Like if you're playing, if you're playing Tom Curry, you're probably not going to play Ben Al with him, just because they're like not dis- not too dissimilar players. Like um, Tom Curry, he obviously does a lot of like ball carrying stuff. Um, but yeah, what Ed? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to <laughs> say that Tom Curry's Tom Curry's now playing eight. Mm. No, he's not. Mate, Tom he's Curry's a unit. Not an eight. He's, he's now actually... playing eight, so you can actually. What for have... sale? No, t- wait. Tom Curry's playing eight for England. Yeah, for England, mate. What about Billy so, B? So, so, what's your what's your England back row? Oh, my England back row is um, Not Tom Curry at eight. England back row is Tom Curry, Underhill, and Vunipola. Yeah, but let's say Vunipola's injured. Vunipola's injured, then it's Burl at eight. <laughs> same, but Nathan Hughes. Sam Simmons. Really? Yeah, same with Nathan Hughes. I put Burl at eight. Mackie, you go like for like. I, I, I agree with you, Mackie. I don't think you can have Burl starting with Tom Curry. Or yeah. if you want to start Tom Curry at flanker with Billy V at eight, then you can't really have anyone other than Sam Underhill because Sam Underhill provides such strength defensively. Mm. And the thing about someone like Burl when he's playing with someone like Tom is that they're both very attacking players. I mean, Tom Curry obviously does make a lot of tackles, but he's he's, he's a, such a strong carrier as well. Yeah. So I think you, you, they're not like that's not a like for like swap. I think I prefer Mark Wilson. Shut up, mate. Just <laughs> shut up. Just <laughs> shut up. He he played so well in in both the build up to the World Cup and mm. at the World Cup. He's really good. He's good. I mean, yeah, he, he might not be up there at mm. the moment. I think he's also proven. My, my issue with Billy Vinopolo, if he wasn't playing, is I don't know. Whenever I whenever I see England play without Billy Vinopolo, I just I actually just feel like ball carrying wise and missing something quite quite big, well, literally very big, in Billy Vinopolo. And I feel like unless you have that big ball carrying eight, then given the rest of England's pack and given the fact that the back row, apart from Tom Curry, who's good ball carrier, but he he more so like hits gaps than actually like crashes up like Bolivia Napoli does with the rest of the pack you don't really have enough ball carrying ability I feel like we've seen that 
a fair amount when Benin Villapola hasn't been there. Tried to replace it with Nathan Hughes. Obviously, he's I don't think he's as good a ball carrier as Billy Villapola. So we kind of lost it. I remember the game against South Africa where, where Nathan Hughes got dumb tackled by Faf. It's the most embarrassing moment. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. But, yeah, no, I don't think you could start Burl Curry in Underhill. There's not enough bulk there, is there, really? Um, right. Yeah, I think... Uh, so, So uh, based on what we've said, I think we're going with... Start Ben. Uh, second is... Uh, what did you say, Ed? You said drop. Well, we're going with mine because that's the most common. So Because we've got yeah, yeah, two Jake Pelletries at the bottom and then two Ben Earls at the top. So we have to start Ben Earls and we have to drop Jake Pelletry and put Jack Willis on the bench. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good, that's good. I think that's right. a cool medium between us all because yeah. we did all go for different ones, which is interesting. But is interesting. yeah, I think... Um, yeah, an interesting an interesting thing to consider when you when you look at the talent in the in the Premiership and also in the Super Rugby, the amount of depth that sides like England and New Zealand have in their just their leagues and um, yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it? But moving on swiftly, we have some Champions Cup matches inbound tomorrow, like I said, <laughs> and we have some matches to comment on, some quarterfinal <laughs> matches. Now, I need to find the lineups from let's, my phone. Let's start with, um, let's start with Claremont Racing. So what we're going to do, we're going to pick who we think our player to watch is in each game and also give who we think is going to win each game and why. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's quite good. I've got the team yeah. up here as well. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Right, let's start with, let's start with um, Claremont and Racing. Claremont okay. Racing. Okay, so Which is this tomorrow. is happening tomorrow at the Stade Marcel Michelin. And two giants giants of... <laughs> I am, actually, yeah. <laughs> <Fluent. Enjoyed. laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so we, we've got two giants of Europe, obviously, here. Which, which one of these teams hasn't won a Champions Cup again? Is it Racing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Racing. They're, they're the chokers. Nah, surely. No, I, they like losing the final every time. Joke. I thought it was Claremont. <laughs> I don't joke. know. I'm pretty sure Racing have lost in the final like a million times or something stupid. When we had that, we did that episode, do you remember? It's like, yeah. oh, they've got to the final like 20 times and never won it. I think it was <laughs> Racing. Yeah, but it was either one of these two teams. So okay. Basically, out. they're both massive chokers. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so, so what we're going to do with, with this um, little review, I guess, or preview, I should say, of this round of, of the quarterfinal round of the Champions Cup is we're going to go through each team's picking out some individuals from each of the teams that we think are ones to watch and then naming one player from either side over the top of them that we will name as our one to watch for the weekend. So without further ado, let's start off with Clermont individually. Mm -hmm. Not my friend Jackson there, boys. Yeah, you're friends. <laughs> so we have... Quite a few French internationals, obviously. Quite a few people who we will know. A couple, maybe mainly in the front row that we that we don't, and maybe in the back row. They have the Japanese fifteen, Kotaro Matsushima. Has he has he been playing well? We, we can't yeah, really surely. tell, can we? Because I mean, we're, we're not we very good really... at French rugby, are we? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, we're absolutely shooting. But I mean, in general, like, so just to give a quick overview of the French League, only been two games played so far. Racing and Pau are unbeaten. On time yeah. they've played. Um, Claremont have won one, lost one. Toulouse have won one, lost one. Breve have won one, lost one. Toulon have won one, lost one. And then the rest of them. It's a good league, lost. isn't it? Maybe we should watch That's more so French We should. <laughs> we so should. It also, um, it is Claremont who um, are the chokers. They are, uh, what's it called, 1-2 a lot, and they come runners up 12 times. <laughs> okay, so one, so people to watch in this. I personally would say watch out for Matsushima, the fullback, because he was... Yeah, you can only pick one player, Ed. You can only pick one, Ed. No, we can go through some of the nah, players that we think, and then we can nah, pick one. you can only pick one, Ed, mate. Okay, all right. Well, I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Damien Pernod then. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because yeah. he's, he's absolutely, well, I think he's already world-class, one of the best wings in the world. He's my one to watch. Reminds reminds really? me of me, really. Yeah. Although, I was just looking at, just looking at, oh, sorry, go on, Mal. I was just going to say, I'm going for Finn Russell. Finn Dwee. Well, that's the wrong team. No, we're talking about Claremont first. Oh, right. Oh, I thought, I thought we were saying <laughs> over the whole game. Nah, mate, I'm going for um, Ern Farrell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, oh, so we put players to watch on each team. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah so, yeah. so Matt, who's your one to watch for uh, Claremont? Uh, I'm just gonna go for Sitaka Sitaleki Tamani. No, I'm joking. Sitaleki Tamani. Right. So, so the the second row, Mal, you really do. You really do like your second rows, don't you? You feel like you just want to be back there. <laughs> oh, no. No. That's hilarious. No, no I'll just, I'll go for um, Wesley Fafana. Yeah, Wesley Fafana. I'm saying Damien really Pano. Damien Pano, I think, is our one to watch Claremont. 100%. Although, 100%. can I just pick out something very interesting on Claremont? So I was just having a quick browse at their fixtures so far. They actually beat Toulouse 33-30. In an absolute game. storming game, it looked brilliant. Um, Lopez and Fofana both scored, and then they went and lost to Bayon, like the week later. Bayon, mate, the French rugby doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this is literally like the epitome of like the France national team. Like you beat the best team, and then you lose to like one of the worst teams the week <laughs> after. Which does not make sense whatsoever. They literally had their. Well, maybe up. maybe they were they are playing like a like the some of the English teams are doing like no, a weak team, strong they team. They were, mate. They had Camille Lopez for Fano, Pano. They had Tim Nana Williams playing. Now, Williams. Yeah, oh, I love him. He's one of my favourite all-time players. He's my player him, him for the him for the Chiefs in like 2012-2013 was peak rugby. Yeah, shame he's not playing this weekend. But yeah, it's a shame. You know who else they've got? Who I'd actually like to pick out? They Go have on. Uh, Peter Beetham on the bench. Oh, please be quiet. He's not even good, mate. Oh, he's. So is he, is he the Australian guy? No. Yeah, he used to play. For, Mal, do you remember? He used to play for the Waratahs. Yeah, yeah. When they won, when they won the Super Rugby. Yeah. Thought, I'm confused now. Yeah, who 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 do you think he is? Oh, because thought... he used to play for Leicester. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's who I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, mate. I I remember watching him for Leicester. He Leicester. He's um. No, he's sick. Really tall. He's really tall. Yeah, he's sick. Anyway, shall we uh shall we move on to Racing? 
Harassing. Right, there's only one person in this team for me. I mean, you've got the likes of Bernard Leroux, like Wenceslas Lore, Simon Zebo, Vakatawa, Juan Imhoff, but there's only one person I can really see that really does make the game change, and that is yeah. Finn Russell. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Um, he will be the one to watch for sure in that game. I think Racing, to be honest with you, I, just to give my prediction. Size actually, of that leg. <laughs> Did you see? I saw a picture actually of Finn Russell the other day on Facebook, and it was like, oh, this proves that you don't need a good body to play rugby. Mm. Imagine being Finn Russell, like so hard. <laughs> being a sick rugby player, like having like just a normal body, and someone goes like, you prove this proves you don't need a good. Body. Yeah, so <laughs> Your bad. body is bad. But, no, he's just re- he's just repping all of us that don't hit the gym. Yeah. So um, who nice. are we calling in this game? I, th- I, to be honest, I think Racing will absolutely storm it. They they beat Leon a few weeks ago, twenty seven twenty three. Leon, a great side. I don't Ab- think it's that simple. Absolutely destroyed simple. Montpellier, forty one seventeen. Their team is absolute class. I don't think I it's think, that I, simple, mate. Yeah, I think if Racing, I think if both teams are playing their absolute best on the day, Racing should win, but. I would not be surprised if Claremont came away with a win. Mm. I think it'll be an interesting game, especially given that Claremont are at home. But I still think that Racing will absolutely de- destroy. It's destroy. it's French yeah. rugby as well, so you can never really predict it, can you? Mm. French this rugby is true. confuses me. Um, all right, shall we? Um, should we move on and stay, yeah. on, stay Mal, on that which, side of the which, draw? Which game? Which game do you want to play? Which game let's, do you want to go for? Next? Let's let's stay uh, on that side of the draw and do Exeter North Northampton Saints because. Saints are on the up, so... Um... <laughs> no, no, no! That's so Wait, bad. Mackie, how, how long has it been since me and you did a pod together? Uh, a while, a while. Yeah, to... yeah. I, th- I think we've done the last two without without each other. Yeah. So, I think oh, the last shit. time you, you were on, you said Northampton were on the up, and I yeah. had to correct <laughs> you immediately. Because they're crap. They're crap. They don't have anyone really that's game changing. I mean, how many will will the Chiefs put them put on them at Sandy Park? That is the question, isn't that really? Forty. A lot. Forty, 50, maybe. Really. Also, that's Ed, a big call. Ed, Julie, Julie, note that Naira Vore is on the bench. Julie, note that he's in. He's in. That's on, an awful decision. <laughs> Julie, note that you really wanted to put him in our northern oh, 15. Can I just say, Julie, note that Alex Mitchell, who you gassed up as the next English scrum half, <laughs> is on the bench. <laughs> Julie, note that Northampton's bench is incredible, and why are they none of them starting? <laughs> They've got Nick Asikwe on the bench and da- David Ribbon starting. <laughs> <laughs> David Ribbons is good. What are you talking Nick about? Nick Asikwe. Nick sick. Just because he's from Saracen. This is stupid. Their bench, they're clearly they need to sort out their, their selection. But um now nah, but seriously, look at that extra team, it's absolutely incredible. Like they've they've got Devoto on the Devoto's on the bench, France on the bench, Ben Moon, who's just like starting prop for England on the bench, which is Well that's a that's a full strength. Is that a full strength side or would you start yeah. Devoto over Ian Witten? Nah, Ian Dweeben, they they love him at Exeter. I'd I would personally <laughs> start Devoto. <laughs> Ian Witten just looks like Fifty-year-old, fifty-year-old retired bloke. <laughs> <laughs> playing His hair is like graying and stuff, but we love him. We love him. He, he doesn't look like he really belongs on the yeah, rugby. Pitch. You're not an extra boring side without Ian Schwitten in the centres. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, let's just look at let's just look at that. Like 13, 14, 15. Henry Slade, Slade Jack Slade. Noll, Stuart Hogg. 
Yes, Slady. Slady's I want to watch, surely. I would. Been... I also want to say Sam Simmons. To be fair, I reckon he's having g- yeah. have what? What do you mean? He's actually outrageous. Yeah, I mean, if he's he's against Tamara Harrison, so he he'll probably play an outrageous game. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I'll no, he's you. sick. I've been watching him play recently. He's been mad. Um, we did see what will happen now. Slady versus Fraser Ding Dong. <laughs> Mal, who's your standout player for this match? Um, nah, it would be Sl- Slady, just OPAF, literally so good. But um, closely, closely followed by Sam Simmons. And for the Saints? Saints, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. Lewis Ludlam? Not George Furban, England International. Well, not Lewis Ludlum, English international. Please. He didn't, he didn't even come into our conversation earlier. He didn't even come into it. <laughs> oh, dear me. So average. Um, My one to watch is from the Chiefs is obviously Henry Slade. Yes, Slade. Yes. And my one to watch for Northampton is Courtney Laws. I'd agree with Fair that. Fair play, Chief Lloyd. Okay, shall we, um, shall we move on to the other side of the draw? And let's... Let's finish with the Leinster Saris game and let's yeah. let's take on the Toulouse Ulster game, which I'm Good actually shot. pinning to be one of the best games out of these four, potentially. Well, I think Ulster, I think Ulster have nothing. <laughs> Mate, did you well, see, we literally watched that game the other day and they were really quite bad. Yeah. but, but Or maybe Leinster are really quite good. Leinster are absolutely incredible, mate. Yeah, but Ulster are meant to be the second best team in Ireland. They're definitely not. Like mm. on nearly on par. So. They scraped past Edinburgh, and Leinster went the whole season without losing Unbeaten. a game. Was there really any competition in that match? Nah, the they should really final. be. Comp- they got beaten like what was it like thirty something five, like by thirty some seven. They should really be doing a bit better. They just yeah. like when we like obviously they got that first try which was decent, and then after that they did nothing. Mm. I I, yeah. I really love this Toulouse side though. Like, yeah, mate, it's insane. It's, it's absolutely insane. Like such an exciting team. Uh, for those of you listening, we've got An- Antoine Dupont, Roman Antomac, and of you course, French, and of course, my um, personal one to watch of the round. N- no other than Cheston Colby, I think, for me. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. But however, I still think. The centurion, Jerome Kano. <laughs> he's a beast. He's a beast. He's absolutely massive. He, he's captain as well, so I think he'll probably be integral to leading them to victory in this game. Sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I so, think either uh, Colby or Intermark have to be yeah. ones to watch really, or Dupont. Mm. But any of those three. I think Did Colby. It, what I find interesting, because obviously it's what. 11 plays 14, right? So it's Colby v. Rob Little. And then watching that, like, uh, the Pro 14 final, I thought Rob Little, <laughs> who is extremely little, was actually very impressive. So I'll I'll, I'll be interested to see how he fares against Justin Colby. Um, he's obviously quite, like, agile as well. So will he get stepped? 100% yes. But he probably stands more of a chance than, than most people because he's actually quite agile. 
Um, um, I reckon one to watch John Cooney didn't didn't get star in the you're final. Gassed. You're gas for John Cooney. What do you mean? He's pretty good. Watching the final, I, agree. Like, I think he's watching the final. Like, where is John Cooney? Where is he? Why is he not starting? <laughs> he's good. Say John Cooney. Sixty minutes. John Cooney's coming on. John Cooney's coming on. They're going to score. They did get close, to be fair. Um, not close enough, obviously, because they got absolutely trounced. Nah. My one to I watch. Think, I think. Who's your one to watch, Ed? For Billy Burns. Billy B in here. Nah, my, Billy my... Burns definitely, definitely does not chuck <laughs> inset passes to Bobby yeah. Henshaw. What? My, my one to watch now. for Ulster is obviously Jacob Stockdale, who I thought was their most impressive player by far in that final. Against definitely Leinster. was not. What are you yeah, talking he about? He didn't do anything. When he comes in, I'd, say, oh, I'd say Stuart McCloskey had a better game than him. Mate, when he... Stuart McCloskey. Mate, you, I'm pretty sure you said... Why did these people put them in their Pro 14 team? <laughs> yeah. like, he is well, so average. It's just unfair. You can't put the whole... Um, can't put the whole Leinster team in. Yeah, true, true, true. All right, but we're, we're pinning is... to lose to to walk that right. Not walk. Yeah, yeah. Though. Can I just say how OP their nine ten combo is? That they have the same nine ten that they have for France. How ridiculous is that? Yeah, like, that's an incredible nine ten. Play in and out every week, and then throughout international which they must be like yeah brothers. Yeah, I mean we haven't. Like best we, mates. Yeah, we haven't yeah, mentioned mate, Antoine Dupont. We haven't mentioned Antoine Dupont. Um, at all, which he's obviously the best nine in the world, probably. Well, yeah, um, he's obviously he's obviously one 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 two watch, but I just think Colby's probably a tiny bit like margin. It's marginal, obviously, yeah. but Colby's obviously just the most exciting player probably on the planet to watch at the yeah. moment. Yeah, but a Toulouse win from us. A Toulouse win for sure. For nonetheless, sure. yeah, and finally, non- nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, a Toulouse victory. Finally. Um, finally Leinster Sarries, the big one. The, champ- can we, can the we, champions can we talk? versus the... Can we talk? Just first off, why the hell is Tim Swinson starting for Sarries in the second row? <laughs> because Sarries lost Nick Isigdank and uh, what's his name? Just had a massive mind blank. Ben Earl. Yeah, but Bell wasn't nine. Yeah, okay, but yeah, I, I don't know. Apart, apart from that, it's a pretty damn strong team. They're playing at it. They're playing at it. Okay, okay, no, it's it's strong, but at the same time, where the hell is Owen Farrell? He's oh, banned. he's banned. Yeah, he's, he's banned, banned, mate. He's banned AF oh. from obliterating that 18-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally killing him. Oh, yeah, he's banned oh, AF. To be fair, I think... I mean, so Duncan Taylor Mal, he's the Scottish international. I remember he absolutely like he tore it up in the Six Nations a few seasons ago. He's had a, he's had some injury woes over the last few years. Um, he's been back over the last few weeks, playing decent rugby, not back to his best in my opinion. Um, I I honestly, and I'm a Saris fan. I honestly think we're going to struggle a lot here, given that Leinster team is absolutely unreal. Like if you look at them, like one to fifteen, I think they're all. Ooh, I think at least 12 out of 15 of them are Ireland internationals. Um, all internationals. Andrew Porter, it's a beast. Which is, yeah. I think Andrew Porter, doesn't he have like the, the best ben- the bench press record out of all professional rugby players ever? Pretty sure. Wait? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Um, yeah, that's outrageous. Mate. Who? Yeah, Andrew Porter. Andrew Porter from sure. Leinster, number three. 
But yeah, let's start with ones to watch for Saris. Obviously, for me, it's your big man, the Pearl, Mario Aitoj. Oh, I thought I thought I thought you were gonna say Alex Good. <laughs> no, I just I, I honestly this is why I'm I'm fairly you might say I'm fairly negative, but I just actually just don't rate Alex Good at ten that much. Like losing quite You're literally gassing him up. Like, yeah, at fifteen. Two. At fifteen he's unreal. Like he's just uh, But like at ten I don't know. Like you lose a lot by not having Owen Farrell. Like an yeah. unbelievable amount. That being said, I think like what what you lose defensively, Brad Brad Barrett is uh, Brad Barrett's I actually genuinely believe is the best defensive twelve in the in the Prem. Like he's actually incredible. I was watching because obviously he was out for he was out for one of the games this season, and like the difference defensively. So it was Don Morris at twelve, um, and just like the defensive organization when you had him him and I think Owen Farrell's playing as well to be fair, but I think it's mainly him that like organizes defensively. The difference is absolutely un- insane. Um, so yeah, no, it'll be an interesting game. Yeah, my one to watch is Itoj. Obviously, big names. You got Billy V, uh, Mako, Elliot Daly as well. So I mean, far from a, a poor Saris team, but I think at Leinster teams, just yeah. What are, your, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Mate, I agree with you on Itoj. I think he's just by far the best player there he's like the most impactful player i feel mm. in those big games usually i've got an interesting conundrum for you guys itoj v james ryan who's coming out on top and why itoj depends what depends what 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 you mean coming out on top on top of what in terms of overall just your their overall performance if the if the, if the telegraph we're going to do a match rating who's scoring higher itoj Norma! Tennis dog! We're leaving Ed for a bit. Um, uh, yeah, I no, toge? I'd say Itoj, but I don't know. Mate, James Ryan's insane, mm. but with the, I think just with the whole team, I think it, with, with Locke, it kind of just also depends on like the other, the rest of the team. Tennis dog! Norma! All the YouTube watchers, Sorry, you get well, the privilege. Well, well, well. <laughs> All the um, YouTube watchers, you get the privilege of seeing Ed's dog. Yeah, yeah. Ed's this is any of you listening on Spotify, go and let's go and watch on YouTube because you can see Ed's dog normally. <laughs> oh, look at that. Okay. Um, no, no. Uh, I think I uh, can. I just say my my two players to watch. Go. I think eight for Saracens. Billy Vinopola. I think if he steps up, Saracens have a real chance of winning that game if they get some go forward with him, and then spread it wide to the likes of Elliot Daly, Alex Duenton and Maitland, they can really cause some damage, which is what Ulster kind of failed to do. I just don't think they had the strength in the pack to really affect Venster's defence. I think Billy V can suck in so many defenders around him that, you know, really does does cause a bit of a dent in the defence. And then for... Sorry, yeah, go for it. I was just going to say, I just really don't see how Leinster could lose. What? Mate, are you kidding? Uh, if you, Mate. I, I can definitely see how they could lose, given that England have, I think, six or seven World Cup finalists in their starting 15. And Leinster <laughs> just unreal and got the whole yeah, season unbeaten. Ireland, Ireland have zero so, World Cup finalists ever. Yeah, so. ever. So, oh. I don't I could, I could easily, <laughs> like, and it's, like, let's be honest, okay, coming from a Saris fan, but it's Saris, right? Like, if... They if, step up. Yeah, exactly. And... 
I don't know. It's it's obviously slightly under strength compared to last season. No, but I remember. Mal I remember. I remember going into the final last season and everyone talking like Mal, who's actually definitely Irish and pretends to be English, and saying, "Yeah, Leinster are gonna walk it. Leinster are gonna walk it." And Lens in they go, Irish and team. Sarries walk it. So, I don't know. I think Leinster. I my money would be on Leinster, but I would definitely wouldn't say it's as much of a rice off as you say, Mal. Um, like if you Fair. actually look at player to player in that in that Sarri's team, like it's not it's it, it's not a huge amount of difference. What I would actually like to flag, and it's a key matchup for me, is Daly and Lama. I think will be a really interesting matchup. I know Lama Mal, is average. Mal is no, he's unbelievably not. He's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen so, so gas for a player. Lama, Lama, oh my god, Lama <laughs> So good. Is so sick. <laughs> How did start? Like, no, I just, I just don't think I just don't think he's as good as Daly. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I just don't think he is. Um, have you guys said you're one to watch for Leinster then? Nah, no, one to watch Johnny Sexton. Didn't play. Didn't play, rested him in the final Pro 14. Still easily won. Big game for him. Rested. You know, I think Johnny Sarries will just target him like I, everyone else. Nah. I would actually say the other way around, Mal, because Johnny Sexton hasn't played in a while. Like, He's gonna he, turn up, mate. This is He's the point. Though. This is the point. I know I've run about pro, about the Pro 14 a lot, but how can it's just stupid? And it, it goes through to the international stage how you can rest someone like Johnny Sexton in a Pro 14 final. Does that not say <laughs> something about the league? Like it's a stupid <laughs> league. I know it's ranting, yeah, yeah. but like, it's pointless. They, not, they should. They should just. You'd never see that in the press. He is getting on a bit, though. You you'd never see that. That's probably why. Oh, come off it. You, you'd never. He's quite, it's quite you, old now, isn't it? You'd he? never see that in it's the press. They play week in, week out, don't they? they? Johnny Sexton does not play. And this is why, as well, you, you tend to see Ireland, that, mate, their players are so fresh for the Six Nations because none of them play. Like they, If you look at the game time, well, they've Most had. of their team's playing here. Because it's yeah, the Champions Sexton... Cup against Sarries. <laughs> Obviously, they're gonna play. Yeah, mate, it's not a big deal. This is that the hardest. Sarah's a championship side. This is the hardest. This is the hardest competition they'll play, and probably the only one they really care about because they know they're gonna walk the Pro 14. Like, yeah. whereas if you look at English teams, like, okay, for example, perfect comparison is Exeter, right? Like, they are walking the Prem, like you could say, but like they'll still put out their number one team to play. Um, obviously not recently, but if you look in their semi-final, for example, when they, when they play it, I guarantee you they'll play their number one team because you just don't walk games like they walked the final against the apparent second best team. Yeah, they did. Ridiculous. They did. Like what a shit league. Uh, and they're playing. They didn't even play Luke McGrath. They played Jameson Gibson Park. He's on. He's on the yeah. bench and he's a he's a solid scrum half. But I mean, he really didn't do much in Super Rugby. Mm. I remember watching him play for the Hurricanes and he really didn't do much. And he's he's literally second string to Luke McGrath at Leicester. Started the final and somehow literally doesn't affect them at all because they're so good in every other position, basically. Like, they still played James Lowe, Henshaw, Ringrose, Lama. That back line's outrageous. That's literally the the back the back line for Ireland. It's literally, it's literally. Ireland. And then, and then you've got Stockdale, <laughs> Stockdale on the other wing. Yeah. I mean, like, I just, oh, mate, if, if Saris win. Like, even though I'm a, even, like, even if I wasn't a Saris fan, I just want anyone to win but Leinster. And you know what? I'd go as far to say, in totaling this tournament, I would I would rather Exeter to win. And I hate Exeter than Leinster because they're just the most, Leinster just 
annoying spot. Even though I want to see Leinster versus Toulouse in the final. No, I want to see Exeter, Leinster, and Exeter win. That'll be mate. That'll be. Oh, nah, that's, yeah, that's fair. I would like to see Exeter in the final. And lose. Mm. Oh. No, I'd love to see Exeter yeah. win. Because I want to see an English team win. Yeah. Mate, Saints. Saints are on the up. I reckon they're getting to the final. <laughs> no. No. Listen, if also, who's the worst team in, out of these eight teams? Northampton Ulster. and. Ah, mate, Saints are on the up. Ulster. And Ulster. Who would yeah, win out of those two? Do we see? Do we Ulster. see a weird French win? Oh, I'd love. I, I wouldn't mind it. The, te- the teams I want to win are... Okay, I don't want Racing to win. Anyone but Leinster. Anyone but Leinster. That's that's like a, the paramount importance. <laughs> <laughs> I want Leinster. That's the paramount importance is Le- Leinster don't win. And then next down, I would like to see Toulouse win. And I'd like to see Exeter win. Oh, God, I don't think I'd ever say that in my life. Um, and then the next tier down... Oh, no, obviously Saris. I'd love to see Saris win. And I would not want to see Claremont Rassing or uh, Ulster won't win anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, that's my opinion on it. Awesome. Well, I think we we were going to have a little bit of a chat about the Champions Cup, but I do believe that was we've the now Champions been talking Cup. You mean Challenge Cup? The uh, cha- Challenge Cup, sorry, where we have some some quite big teams playing there, including Leicester, who are on the down really. But um, unfortunately, I feel like we might have run out of time a little bit, so. Thank you very much for listening to our podcast, Much Do About Rugby. Make sure you go and follow both the Instagram and the Facebook pages, which are labelled the same as the podcast, obviously. Otherwise, it wouldn't be very easy to find, would it? <laughs> um, Cheers, Lloyd. Yeah, make sure, make sure you go and follow them, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you very much for listening. Rugby.